Hi, everybody. This is Megan Thompson with Megan Thompson Coaching. What was asked of me um, was to talk more about how to help kiddos manage the mass sense of overwhelm that they're dealing with at the end of the school year, um, because this type of overwhelm can cycle through both at the end and the beginning of the school year. But we're going to focus mostly about the end of the school year, because that's what we're dealing with um, right now in June. Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children? Stop walking on eggshells and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. If you found that your child is really struggling with managing their behavior at home, still perhaps a quote-unquote perfect angel at school, but just losing their mind at home afterwards, um, and perhaps even after a period of calm and um, general compliance at home with the spring before, um, before the last couple of weeks. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is how to help your kiddo manage the end of the school year. And in order to do that, we first have to put ourselves in our child's shoes. So at the end of the school year, everything is um, a little bit more loosey-goosey. So the kids are in the classroom more wild, um, beef, you know, ramping up for summer. Teachers a little bit more lax with routine and expectations. Everybody's excited. Um, there's a little less structure in the school. Perhaps they were finishing standardized testing, depending on the age of your kiddo and what type of school they go to. So all of these things are kind of in the environment, kind of winding down, changing, shifting, where your child had to be really buttoned up and lots of the structure in school helped them stay buttoned up. And now um, those things have shifted. And so your highly sensitive child who craves sense um, consistency and routine is struggling um, along with the tension and excitability. Even positive tension can be, ten um, can be tense, is pretty intense right now in the school. Um, there are also a couple things going on inside your highly sensitive child. It could be sadness for saying goodbye to the teacher that they came to love or worry if their teacher relationship wasn't awesome, that the next year's teacher is going to be worse, um, or, you know, vice versa, that they have no idea what's going to happen next year. They have, were blown away by their relationship with their teacher this year, and there's no way that their next year's teacher is going to be as, as good. Um, and this is especially important if your child is either moving up or moving to a different school. There's lots of unknowns and highly sensitive kids who really want to get it right the first time uh, really struggle with that sense of uncertainty and the unknown. They could have lots of big expe expectations about how awesome summer is going to be and then also worry that it's not going to go the way that they're planning. Um, they could have um, some sadness about leaving friends and whether or not they're going to end up with the same types of classmates, worried that so-and-so who seems to ramp up the um, 
tension in the classroom is going to be in their class next year. So there's lots of different pieces that your highly sensitive kid oh, is struggling with because we know highly sensitive kids have a vast majority of thoughts running through their head. They process the environment deeply and as a result they consider the environment deeply as well. So we've got lots of things to think about that in terms of what's running through your kid's head and, and several suggestions on what could be helpful to help them manage this. The first one might seem obvious, but it's oftentimes um, dismissed by parents. And I really want you to focus on helping your child say goodbye. So often we can get really excited about the summer and brush off your child's um, worries. Your child is really struggling at this point, and so helping them think about what's going to be awesome um, down the road is actually invalidating. You're basically saying to your child not to worry when they're full of worry at this point. So you need to let them feel their feelings. Let your highly sensitive kiddo express that sadness, um, share with you what they will miss, um, mourn the loss of this change that's coming, coming even if there's positive things in the future, even if they did not have an awesome year. Um, if your assessment of their year was uh, challenging and difficult and unsupportive and all lots of sort of negative assessments, it's still a change and um, your highly sensitive child knew what to expect even though it wasn't a great experience and the unknown, again, is super stressful. So help your child identify what it is that they'll miss, um, what it is that they're worried about and name those feelings and those emotions and help them um, say goodbye. One way to do that is to take pictures. Um, and so I, I want you to kind of take this with a little bit of um, license to, like, to be free, but depending on your kid's age, they might not have their own access to their own camera, but you could visit school, take pictures with them, have the teacher um, take some pictures and email them to you, uh, have them draw pictures. We want to think about a way to have a tangible item that they can hold in their hand when they're missing their last, um, their school year. Um, so that could be drawing a picture, taking a picture, making a short video, walking through the hallway if they're moving classes or schools or sections of the school. So all of sorts of ways for them to honor the change in their environment with a tangible items because oftentimes highly sensitive kids are not just thinking about missing it but also thinking about what happens in the future when they miss it and they can't remember it as well or as clearly because we know with the highly sensitive children um, and adults the processing is deep they notice all those little details and it's also true that with time those details will disappear so they might be mourning that sense of loss in a, on another level The next piece is to redirect the conversation about the future. Wait a minute, Megan, you just told me that it would be okay to let them worry about the future. What I'm trying, what I'm focusing on here at this point is to help your child pace their level of overwhelm. So if we think about all the sorts of what ifs, I feel sad about saying goodbye, I feel worried about um, not getting to see my friends as often. And then I'm also focusing on next year and what next year might bring. I want you to focus on pacing and scheduling those worries. Um, because worries and wor thinking about the future and planning for the future is really unproductive. We don't, we can't pre predict the future in that respect of managing all the little what ifs. So first feel the feelings on, and today we're going to focus on just what we miss about school or just what we're sad about 
um, find a way to come to section off your child's overwhelming feelings so that they're not trying to feel all of them all at once and getting jumbled about all the millions of ones. You're not telling them don't feel it, right? But you're saying today we're going to focus on this and I know you feel lots of other feelings and tomorrow we'll focus on this or later we'll focus on this. But be sure to be consistent in going next, um, going back to that emotion because it will be invalidating for your child if you do not return to the rest of the uh, activity. And the next thing is to plan for the transition. So when we think about worries, um, planning for the future and worrying about all of the different what-ifs and coming up with specific solutions for all of the different what-ifs is a waste of time. It's a hamster wheel and we will never get off of it. So it's important to help your child identify more broad strokes of what to do when they're upset, what to do when they're worried, what to do um, when they're frustrated, rather than teaching skills of what to do if they um, run out of pencils. <laughs> or I don't know, it was just coming off the top of my head. But like such a specific worry, coming up with a solution of that specific worry is not going to be effective in helping your child learn the skill to manage worries regardless of what they might be, or manage surprises regardless of what they might be. So I hope that this helps man help you um, get some perspective on how to schedule, manage, and compartmentalize, in a way, your child's ability to, to feel these feelings while also honoring them in a way that helps you feel um, like you know what to do, as well as helping your child understand um, that they have the capacity to pace and control their own emotions. In particular, I wanted to make sure that I, d I guess, double covered helping parents whose kiddo is changing schools. Be sure to help your child create some sort of tangible item to help them remember. Lots of different ways to do that through, you know, making a picture book. You can do that with an app on your phone these days. Um, making a video, coming up with ways to um, document it on social media all sorts of different ways to make a tangible item for your child to go back to. And then even having um, the opportunity to have people comment. So, so try and make it virtually some sort of yearbook type um, activity, even if your child's not graduating. That can help them really um, support them moving to a new school and leaving their friends. And then, of course, arranging for uh, playdates and you know get-togethers, depending on how old your kiddo is, uh, for them to stay in touch with their friends and, and scheduling those in advance, reaching out to those parents and helping foster and continue that relationship. All right, that's it for us today. Thanks for joining me for this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in hearing more about how to eliminate the meltdown cycle, I invite you to check out our free masterclass where we cover the five steps our clients use to eliminate the daily meltdowns. You can register for the next training at meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps. That's the number five S-T-E-P-S meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps. Have a great day.